the three core ways to get more clients. That's what we're going to talk about now. And let's be honest, marketing your client's business is not the same as marketing your own business. So there's a lot of marketers who listen to this and they may be thinking to themselves, I'm, I'm good at my craft. I get good results from my clients and I'm a good marketer. And yet it can be very difficult to market for yourself. It can be very hard to see objectively your own situation. It can be very hard to write copy for yourself. It can be very hard to position yourself and it can be very hard to just sort of to do the mechanical things needed to get clients consistently over time. And so I, on the one hand, I just want to say, look, it doesn't make you a bad marketer if you have difficulty getting new clients. There's just a framework that you can think about and a different way to think about getting more clients that may help you create necessary structures and pieces to attract more clients to your business. And you got to remember that consulting clients in particular, you want to design them in a way that they're long-term engagements with long-term thinking people. And so I have some clients that have spent between two and $300,000 total with me over you know, four or five years. And so these are, these are really valuable clients and you don't need necessarily a lot of them. You know, I work with between seven and 10 clients at any given time for my consulting work, different than my coaching and membership stuff. But that is more than enough to sustain a multiple six figures business and more than enough to keep me busy all year round. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. And we'll jump right into it. So let's get into the the pillars that we're talking about. Let's find a way to put structure to this, that it feels a little bit less nebulous and it makes it easier for you to break it all down and begin creating that system that you would create for your clients. You know, if you're like me, you're building up structure with your clients and then you're turning it into a system. So let's do the same for you. So number one is looking good on paper. And what that means is if I refer someone to you, do you look like a credible choice? Do you say you do the things that I'm, that I'm, you know, that, that, that you want people to, to know you for? Do, if I, you know, just thinking in terms of referrals alone, would I feel comfortable referring somebody to you because you seem credible and trustworthy on paper, meaning all your messaging, your positioning, your content, everything about it, which we'll talk about stands out as being relevant to the person I want to refer you to, then that makes you a good referral candidate. I can't tell you how many times I've referred people, but been like, you have to basically ignore their website because a, it does, it's not good. It doesn't exist, but they're really good at their job. Uh, so, you know, it kind of creates a little bit of a difficult scenario where people are putting their reputation on the line to refer clients to you. And then if you don't look at it on paper, that it, typically people will just, fewer people will want to refer people to you. So that's number one. Number two is that when people do come to you, let's say through organic means, through your content, if you don't look good on paper, and what I mean by that is credible, that you have, and showing that you have experience proof, there's, you know, signals and, and signs that you are good at what you do. So if your positioning is off, your credibility is off, and there's nowhere that really tells your story, then it's going to be really hard for people to trust you, whether they came from a, a referral or not, especially as a marketing consultant, but any kind of consultant, any kind of expert. So you want to look really good on paper so that you're relevant to people that you want to serve and that when people refer people to you, you are an obvious choice for them. And when you go out and market yourself, you reach out to someone, you talk to someone that they look at you and say, you look, you look exactly like what I'm looking for, or at least pretty close, reasonably close to what I'm looking for. So number one is looking good on paper. And that that's really about positioning around who your target market is, getting clear on what problem you help them solve and who you help solve it for, their target market. Number two is the, the credibility to solve that problem. How are you credible? What's your story? Why should I believe that you can help me? Why would I take a risk 
on working with you. And that's a really big challenge that we all need to work on. And uh, that's that's the underlying thing between, well, I look good on paper. My positioning is really good. Why aren't people hiring me? Well, they just not may not trust the credibility there. They may not understand your experience, your track record. So you want to prove it to them. You want to show them your past projects. You want to show testimonials, social proof, that sort of thing. Your story, your history, your experience, and your relevance to today's market. And the way you do that is through content. And, I'll, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. So you want to look good on paper, number one. Number two is you want to have somewhere to invite people to. And so in the book, in the book, Book Yourself Solid, uh, I think it's Michael Port talks about, it might be Porter, Michael Port, I believe, talks about having a velvet rope policy. And all that means is basically inviting people back to something that you own. Ideally, that's free and that's valuable. Something you can continue the relationship with that doesn't, that's not an immediate sale. So you come across your target market, you want to, you want to overwhelm them in a positive way, not in an overwhelming way, but you want to provide an abundance of value to them upfront and invite them back to it. And that could look like a free community or a paid community, but ideally there's a free component to this. So you just, you casually, you're not selling, you're just giving. So come check out my website, come look at my podcast, join my mailing list. I write daily or I write weekly create free, valuable content. Maybe it's a free course. So you want to have something to offer. And that's where you want to create some place to bring people back to that you can continue the relationship with. Because most people won't be ready to do business with you today anyway. But what you do want is for them to be exposed to your ideas. That's the best way we can give people a sample of what it's like to work with us is by sharing our ideas and, and letting people taste them, try them on. And so ideally that's free and ideally you're inviting people back to that frequently and then you're offering it. It's a way of value. And my preferred method, all roads in my view should lead to Rome, which is your mailing list. That's your biggest asset. That's where you'll sell more. I'd rather have uh, 5,000 people on my mailing list than 50,000 people on Twitter. And I guarantee you I would sell a lot more with that email list size versus the Twitter follower size. And so that's the thing you'll own. That's the permanent thing. Everyone has email. We all check it multiple times a day. Don't need to explain that to you, but email is the crux of it. A lot of people live on LinkedIn as their sole marketing strategy, and that may work for you today, and maybe it's worked for you for the last two or three years, but your email, you have to be thinking about getting people, incentivizing people to come off that platform, get on your mailing list, or, or for you, it might be Twitter, or for you, it might be YouTube. I don't know. Pick your thing. But email is the place that you're going to own, and that's where the relationship's going to happen, and you can then create content either on your website or just send it out to your email. I personally like to put it on my website and have that send it to my email list. And then distribute it from there. Maybe then I post an idea of it or part of it or, or the whole thing on LinkedIn or republish it on Medium or Substack or wherever you want so that you can distribute it. But ideally, you want to look it on paper as you interact with people, which we'll talk about next. You want to invite them back to something of value and you want to ideally get them on your mailing list and then you want to incentivize that. So yes, you can give away some free content, free courses, that kind of thing. Uh, but ideally, that comes in exchange for an email. Maybe not always, but sometimes. Because without that email, you've lost the opportunity to serve people who aren't ready today, but might be ready in five years. And you can't really depend on them to follow you on LinkedIn where they may or may not log in that day. Everyone logs into email every day. So email is where you want to go. Um, and we're framing this as inviting them back to something, something of value. And the best way to grow your email list that I've experienced, and there's probably many, is to offer some sort of upfront incentive. Join my mailing list. I'll give you my template on how to do X. Join my mailing list to get a free five-day email crash course, in my case, on how to transition from execution to advisory work and education. 
That's that's kind of the promise. And there's a crash course right on my homepage that converts way better than if I just said, join my mailing list and I'll email you every day. Because people don't really want more emails every day, but they want to make, in my case, the transition from execution to advisory and education work. So you want to invite people back to something, email ideally, and those can be community, your email list, podcasts, and or free content and a course. So that's it. So number one is look it on paper. Number two is have somewhere to invite people to, something of value. And then number three is you want to be thinking in terms of then, so assuming you've kind of built this like a, like a house or a cake, you've built the layers of the foundation, you have good stuff to invite people to. Now you want to go out and open conversations. Number three is about opening relationships and opening conversations. So what does that look like? Well, number one is getting on social media. And a lot of people live on LinkedIn and that's a great place right now in the, in the B2B world. Um, for you, it might be Twitter. Someone else might be Instagram or Facebook, whatever your core skills are. You want to you want to be opening relationships. So what do you do? So you publish on these platforms. You you either distribute in part or in whole the content that you're producing on your website. I do believe a lot of your content should or originate on your website, live there as a permanent asset, and you can repurpose it for other social media platforms. Two is just engaging with people on their posts and just sort of following your target market and being a member of the community with no real angle. Just you know, you're publishing content. You're also engaging with other people's content, which actually helps typically helps the algorithm show more content of yours to other people and all kinds of good stuff happens. So it's not just karma, like good stuff happens when you engage with others. And what you end up finding is that if certain people will stand out, certain people will, will interact with you more. And those might be opportunities for people to put on a list and make sure you see their posts so you can continue to engage with them further. Or it might be that you email them or sorry, DM them on the platform that they're on and just say, Hey, what are you working on? Or, Hey, I love what you're doing and just chat with them to build a relationship because look, you may not get them as a client. That's not your goal. That's not why you DM people and people can feel it when you're trying to slide into their DMS and get a sale, but they may refer you to someone. They may bring two or three friends to your thing that you invite people back to, to your mailing list, to your email, to your podcast. And that's really critical is that word of mouth factor is going to be the thing that's going to help you go much further. You want your content to speak to the people who are already bought into you and your ideas and then have them be promoters of your ideas and to promote what you're working on so that you grow through a lot of word of mouth. So your marketing is a driver of word of mouth. And we've seen in the data, and I've talked about this in MindTrust, the membership program that I run uh, where we've analyzed our clients. And a lot of people come from referrals, even if it's marketing that leads to that referral. I think if I stopped marketing, I'd stop getting referrals. So we want to be opening relationships as pillar number three. And we want to also be thinking in terms of, yeah, social media, DMs, engagement, that sort of thing. Um, but then also looking for who are the influencers in this space? Who has audiences of the people that I want to interact with? How do I open a relationship with them with no angle, no weirdness, just, Hey, like what you're doing. looks like we serve a similar audience. Just thought I'd connect and say, Hey, big fan of your work. How's it going? And eventually that might lead to getting on one another's podcast, or maybe you do a webinar for their audience, or maybe Maybe they introduce you to people in their audience because you're doing complimentary things that are non, non-competitive with them. And so there's a lot of ways to benefit from that, but that's what I call the golden goose strategy. Instead of looking for the individual golden eggs, look for the golden goose. Look for the, the people who aggregate the audience that you're trying to serve and then try to serve those people. And so I read a good book called Key Pe- Person of Influence and I read it twice and it was really, it was great. I'm going to come back to it because I forgot more than I remember now, but and it wasn't that long ago, but there was a lot of good information. But one of the things we're saying is like, if you don't have 
traction yet in your business, one of the most important things you could be doing is building relationships with the influential people in your niche, in your target market. So um, we'll get into that further. And I've talked about the Golden Goose strategy before, and it's really fundamental in my view. I think it's the most leveraged way to grow your business, getting on other people's podcasts, getting in front of their community with a webinar. I talk a lot about getting, doing webinars for SaaS companies in your space. So, and, you know, going to conferences, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of that. So that's your whole goal is just to talk to people. As Carl Richards would say, play in traffic, you know, get your word out there, make noise, talk, interact. You never know who you're going to bump into. And the whole goal is just to open relationships and to develop them. And you don't know what's going to lead to what. And that goal isn't to like, you really can't be thinking transactionally here. You have to be thinking about relationships and how do I contribute and how do I bring them and offer them something. So as you're opening these relationships, if they're a good fit, invite them into your community, invite them into your email list, tell them about a podcast episode that would relate perfectly to what they're doing right now. Just say, hey, I thought I'd send this to you. This is like pretty much exactly what it sounds like you would benefit from. Just wanted to share it with you or share someone else's content, but have somewhere to invite people back to and ideally make your website compelling to them so that they want to be on your email list. You don't even have to sell it or push it very hard. And so, you know, the last part would be maybe outreach. So is there a way to reach out to people and say, hey, you know, you're in my target market, except not those words. Hey, I like what you're doing. Really big fan of your space. Just thought I'd reach out and say you're doing a great job with your marketing. Uh, if I can ever be of any assistance, let me know. And sometimes that's enough to start things off uh, and connecting with people on LinkedIn and having those kinds of conversations. And sometimes being a little bit not salesy, but hey, I'm here if you need me. And, you know, complimentary helps. Um, and so there's other ways to do all this stuff, but I just wanted to kind of give you the, the big buckets. I teach more of this stuff in the mind share, the mind trust, which is the, the membership that I have. And we talk about this at least once a month about how to grow and how to get new clients. And we go into way more detail about it. You're welcome to join if you want. The whole point of it is like an exercise gym. It's not the boring kind, but like more like a gymnastics gym. I was talking to someone about this today. And so everyone's there doing exercises, trying things out, playing, having fun, you know, testing new ideas, implementing things in their business and, and then chatting with others about it. And so that's the whole point. It's like a place where you go and, and uh, you know, enjoy the creative process that is creating your expertise business. So I teach all that stuff in there. We just opened up a new once a month. We're going to have conversations around creating knowledge products. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it's a no brainer price. So check that out if you want, but this is my invitation to you and on a meta level to join a paid thing. And so that's kind of your next level. You're going to have things, you know, but in order for me to have permission to invite you to a paid thing without feeling weird about it, I need to give you something first. And that's what we were talking about before. So number one is look it on paper, have a clear niche, solve a clear problem, look credible, prove your experience, show proof, demonstrate, you know, the credibility of your offer, of your ability to solve the problem in as low risk as possible, include guarantees if you have to, all those things. So look it on paper, on your website, ideally, have someone to invite, somewhere to invite people to and give them an abundance of content, which is a, basically a sample of your expertise. And if you've ever gone grocery shopping and tried something and then bought it, you know how powerful samples can be. So invite people back to somewhere, look at it on paper, invite people back to somewhere, offer them a, an abundance of value, aim to open relationships, think long-term, nothing's going to happen overnight. You know, connect with people on social media, engage with people, comment, share, DM people who are engaged with you, see how they're doing. Maybe they want to chat with you at a deeper level. Just talk to people, DM people, um, look for those golden gooses, look for those old influencers, read key person of influence. It's a great book. 
might help spawn some thinking around that and do outreach if you have to. Uh, I, I ideally don't want to live on the outreach level, but if you've done the other things right, outreach can work really well. Hey, I've got a course on this. Just want you just, just want to share it with you. It's it normally, you know, maybe it's, it's just free and maybe you give it to your marketing manager or so-and-so and let them, let them do it. It's, it's there for you when you want and give, 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 give. So that's it. Those are the big three pillars. And if you're missing any of it, then there's going to be kind of holes. There's, you're going to wonder why you're not getting traction. A lot of people focus too much on say LinkedIn or Twitter and don't really have say a web presence or don't have somewhere to invite people to. And so there's not enough time, not enough ability to foster a relationship on a platform you don't really own. It takes a long, long time. So really you want to invite people in, give them a reason to get on your mailing list ideally, uh, and then lead into other free stuff. And then eventually you can sell them something. You can offer something. You can invite them to a paid thing like my membership. Uh, and so that's it. I just want to share that with you. Uh, if you're missing any of those, those things, now's the time to do it. Do you look good on paper so that if I referred someone to you in your target market, you'd be an obvious choice on paper and I would de-risk my referral because at least you look good on paper. Like no one ever got fired for RBM. And then when they talk to you, do you have someone to invite them to, to, to warm them up? Cause there's still a cool referral, a cool lead. So do you have a podcast? Do you have a, a newsletter that's worth subscribing to that they have to subscribe to? I write almost daily and you know, that's part of the value prop. I also have free content and that sort of thing on the page. Um, do you have a podcast, all that stuff? Do you have a community? You know, these things are easy to spin up, although communities aren't for everyone. And this is, you know, that comes with a big caveat on the community side. They're hard. They are hard to manage. They take a lot of work uh, and it's not a guarantee. So do you look good on paper? Do you have someone to invite them to? And are you then spending 30 to 50% of your week looking for ways to open relationships through distributing your content, connecting with people on social media, creating direct message conversations, looking for golden gooses, and ultimately reaching out to people in your target market because you have the other pieces in place. But if you only focus on opening relationships or distributing your content, then there's really no way to warm people up enough to, to drive them to a sale. And so that's always going to be a struggle. So all these things take time, my friends. And so don't wait until you're desperate. Keep building, keep building your home base, your website. Make it look super credible, super focused on your target market and the problem you're trying to solve and make it abundantly full of content so that people have a reason to stick around. And, you know, the content is, is free, but the implementation, the system is what people pay you for, helping them actually get it done in an organized way. So hope that helps my friends. Those are the three pillars of marketing as I see them. Did I miss anything? Obviously there's way more, but I think these are the big three buckets for a consultant. That's all for now. I'll talk to you soon.